I am thankful for all the mothers that we have in this church. Amen. Amen. And I pray that you would bless them abundantly. And all the future mothers that we have in this church. Amen. Amen. Today is a special day for mothers. May God bless each one. Amen. 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 A couple things I want you guys to be keeping in your prayers. We need to keep lifting up mom and Ed. We need to lift up Phil and Ellie for favor. In Jesus' name. Favor. We need to lift up favor upon each person here. I got to turn these off because I heard a little feedback. That one. There you go. We need favor upon our family and upon these days. Amen. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Don't forget prayer meeting Wednesdays. If you can't make it, then pray at 7 o'clock in your house. All right. Because all our prayers are going up and being lifted up together. And we're filling those bowls in the kingdom of heaven. Amen. All right. Gracie, come on down. It's time to take up an offering. <laughs> Amen. You know, I have to, I probably, everybody knows this, but I'll say it again. But you know what? When I, we first started the church, it was just our family and friends. And it pretty much hasn't changed much. But I was afraid to take up an offering, and God corrected me, and he said, you are denying them a blessing. And I was like, oh, Lord, you are so right. We can't outgive God. You know, I felt so bad, because I felt like we're taking money from our family that needs money. But you know what? It's not our money anyways. It's all God's. And it goes to the work of the kingdom. Amen. It goes to the work of the kingdom. So we just pray right now in Jesus' name that, Lord God, Lord, that we never want to deny a blessing from you, Lord Jesus. Help us to get ourselves out of the way and get you put first, Lord God, and put before us. Get ourselves out of the way in Jesus' name, Lord God, so that we can let you flow through us, so that we can let you move in this place, so that we can let you have the reins. Lord God, and we just pray this, and I just believe it, Lord God. I believe, Lord God, in your blessings and your anointing. And Lord God, I believe in your Holy Spirit, and I believe in your Son, Jesus. And I believe your word, God, that's true. Lord God, that's true. Your word is the most important book that we'll ever read in our lives. Lord God, I pray that you would make it real to us. And that we would not forget any of your benefits, Lord God. And Lord, giving to you is a benefit to us. Because it's you giving back, Lord God. And you see what we do. And I'm thankful, Lord God, for your faithfulness, Lord God. And I just pray, Lord God, that you would bless each person that gives today. That you would bless them abundantly. Bless them in their comings and their goings. Bless them, Lord God, wherever they walk. And bless their works of their hands and their finances. In Jesus' name, amen? Amen. All right. Wow, we have a new member of our church. We have our grandson, Micah Marshall, back there. Amen. We're blessed. 
Now we've grown. That's about 10% growth. <laughs> One person is about 10% growth. Hallelujah. Well, that's a step forward, right? Just step in the right direction. You just got to keep taking those steps. Never give up. Never surrender. Hallelujah. Mother's Day today. I got some Mother's Day verses of what the Bible says for Mother's Day. For all you mothers out there. And for your fathers, pay attention. And husbands and sons. (laughs) Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. It says, honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Honor your father and your mother. Amen? Amen. We are called by God to honor them. Even if we don't see eye to eye with them at times, we still have to respect them and we have to honor them. If it wasn't for your mother, you wouldn't be here. Period. Amen? Amen. It takes a mother for you to be here. Think about that. (laughs) Took a mother and a father and it took the blessing of God. That's what it took. All right. Proverbs 31, 28 through 31. Now I want you to pay attention to this, children and husbands. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Amen. When's the last time you rose up out of bed and went over to your mom and said, Mom, you are blessed. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's right. Her husband. Husband. Also. And what does he do? And he praises her. And he praises her. Think about that, husbands. Let's pay attention to this. It's funny, I see all the husbands' heads turned and down. It's because they're guilty. Every one of them. And I am too. And I read this, I was like, boy, I need to get up and do that and say, I am highly blessed. I give you all the praise and honor and glory. That's due for everything you do. Let's see. When's the last time, husbands, you called your wife blessed and you praised her? Think about that. I tell you what, I'll give you some good advice. If you just listen to what King Solomon said in Proverbs 31, that it would go very well with you. I'm going to tell you what, you make some attaboys with your wife, you know. Yeah, it will go well. Little advice. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 3. It says, Every one of you shall. Every one of you shall. I can't read my writing. (laughs) Revere his mother and his father. Every one of you shall revere his mother and his father. Amen? Amen. Then the last one is in Proverbs chapter 31, verses 10 through 31. 
I'm going to read it. Women. This is the virtuous woman. And I want to say to you that God brought me out of darkness into his light. 27 years ago, God brought me out of darkness into his light. And you know what? There's a change that took place that I couldn't deny. Because it was the work of the Holy Spirit. And when God steps in, we step out. Because God changes us. And we can't do this because it's the work of the Holy Spirit. We can't do this change on our own. Because in my own flesh, I'd still be back on a park bench, homeless. Or dead, or actually I would be dead in jail. Because those were the options God gave me. Go home. Or go to jail. Or you're going to end up dead. You choose. Right? And it takes us to make that choice. To choose God. And it takes the work of the Holy Spirit to make it real within us. I want to, uh, and I want to, I am just so blessed because of what God has done in my life. That he took me out of darkness into his wonderful light and he placed me into a wonderful family. Miraculous family. Where there are women in that family of noble character. Just like I read in Proverbs chapter 31, verses 10 through 31. And I want you to think about what God has done for you and where he's led you. And I want you to think about the godly women that God has brought into your life. A wife of noble character, who can find? She is worth far more. And I wish Julie was out here for this because, you know... She's got the church app. That's right. She's got the church app. But she is worth far more than rubies. I found a wife that's worth far more than rubies. I found a mother in my mother-in-law that loved so unconditionally, not just to me, but to others, and accepted so many people she was a great she is a great example of how to love strangers and how to love others and how to help them. And she passed that down to her children. And her children passed that down to her their children and then their children down to their grandkids. And from the grandkids to the great grandkids. Cuz how many grandkids do you have? Are you great? She has a lot. Let's just put it that way. She's got about a hundred grandkids and great grandkids. I think you have, don't you have great great grandkids or just great grandkids? I'll have to think about that one. I know I have great grandchildren. Yes. They're all great. They're all great. That's right. So if you think about that, there, and think about the favor. And think about that noble character that was passed down and what, how much you can affect. That's right. And think about that. There is, a, there is 
power in a mother. That is some of the strongest forces on this earth. You know, the greatest force on this earth is love. Love will make you walk through the deep waters, up mountaintops, down into the valleys, and do things that you normally wouldn't do. But because of the love that's there, you can do those things. Love is powerful. Most powerful force in this universe. And that's God, because God is love. The definition of one of God's characters is love. But I just want to emphasize this, that it's so important that God took me from darkness into the light, brought me into a wonderful family with wonderful, noble women of character. And not only that, but he placed me into a church where I have met other women of noble character. Many. Not just in our family, but in the friends. A wife of noble character, who can find? She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is like the merchant ships, bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it is still dark. She provides food for her family and portions for her servant girls. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her task. She sees that her trading is profitable. And her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. Now, I want to tell you, that sounds like a pretty busy woman to me. Who's not idle. That sounds like a woman who's very smart and wise. Amen? She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gates, where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them, and supplies the merchants with the sashes. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom, and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed. 
her husband also, and he praises her. Many women of noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive, and beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the reward she has earned, and let her works bring her praise at the city gates. A woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. In our family, I would say just about every woman that I know fears the Lord. Our friends, just about everyone I know fears the Lord. I am blessed to be in the presence of all of you. Every one of you, you are a blessing to me. Every one of you. You are dearly loved and cherished. And I am honored to be up here to be able to even preach to you. And to give God's word every week. Because of where God has brought me. And the family that he has blessed so abundantly that he placed me in. I am thankful. I am thankful to my mother-in-law, Joan. To my mother, Nancy. I am thankful for what they've done and how they've been to me. How they did not judge me. For my past, but how they both loved me for who I am. And you know, I'm blessed by God's word and how it's changed my life. And I'm blessed by the power of these powerful women in God's word. And there's so many that we can talk about. One comes to mind is the... um, Hannah, Samuel's mother. I think of Mary, the mother of Jesus. There's many more. You can go to Elizabeth. You can go to Ruth. There's so many women of God. But Hannah was the one that really, Hannah and Mary, really uh, is what I was thinking about this morning. See, there was a transition going on in Israel, the days of Hannah. And the high priest of that time was Eli. There was a big transition going on. They were going from the judges to the kings. And Hannah was a baroness woman. Her husband's name was Elkanah, I believe. See if I get it right. Yeah, Elkanah. And Elkanah loved Hannah so much. Even though she was baroness, didn't have any children, he would give her a double portion 
for the sacrifices. Elkanah had two wives. His other wife had children. And she would make Hannah feel bad. And Hannah would get all upset. And Hannah would not eat. And she would weep and she would cry. Oh, Lord, give me a a child. Let me bear a son. One day, Hannah went down to the high priest, Eli, and she was at the, I would say the temple. Eli was at the doorpost of the temple, just kind of sitting there. And he looked out and he saw this woman. And she was, she stood up and she was, like her mouth was moving but no words were coming out. Eli the high priest stood up and he said, Go away from here. Quit drinking. Would you get sober? Basically. And she's like, no, my Lord, I'm not drunk. I am pouring out my soul to God for a son. It says here, let's just read it. 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 9. Once they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh, Hannah stood up. Now Eli the priest was sitting on a chair by the doorpost of the Lord's temple. In bitterness of soul, Hannah wept much and prayed to the Lord. And she made a vow saying, O Lord Almighty, if you only you look upon your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life. And no razor will ever be used on his head. As she kept on praying to the Lord, Eli observed her mouth. Hannah was praying in her heart, and her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. Eli thought she was drunk and said to her, How long will you keep on getting drunk? Get rid of your wine. Not so, my Lord, Hannah replied. I am a woman who is deeply troubled. I have not been drinking wine or beer. I was pouring out my soul to the Lord. Pouring out my soul to the Lord. You know, there's something happens mysteriously, majestically, when you earnestly get on your knees And you pour out your soul to God. There is something that supernaturally happens. I mean, when you sit down and you get honest with yourself, gut honest. And you don't like the way things are going. And you start pouring out your heart and soul to God and you get real with Him. All of a sudden, God will get real with you. Because He sees the earnestness in your heart. I have been praying out here, out of my grief, out of my anguish, out of great grief. Eli answered, go in peace, and may the God of Israel grant you what you have asked of him. 
She said, May your servant find favor in your eyes. Then she went away and ate something, and her face was no longer downcast. Early the next morning they worshipped before the Lord, and then went back to their home in Ramah. Elkanah laid with Hannah his wife, and the Lord remembered her. So in the course of time, Hannah conceived and gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel, saying, Because I asked the Lord for him. Samuel. Samuel, the prophet. The first prophet to anoint a king. Going from judges to the kings. He actually anointed Saul first. Because that's who the people chose. And that's what God told them. But God searched a man's heart and found David. And then he told Samuel to go anoint one of Jesse's sons. And I'll pick who the king is. And not the people. But Hannah poured her heart out to God. And God remembered her prayer. It says, God remembered her. And right then, something supernatural happened. Her barrenness was no longer. And she conceived and had a son. Mary, the story of Hannah reminds me a lot of the story of Mary. And if you got your Bibles, you can turn to Luke. Mary, who was minding her own business. Mary, I guarantee you, was another virtuous woman, just like Hannah was a virtuous woman. It said, God sent an angel Gabriel to Nazareth, to a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. You who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Do you know that there is only one other person in this Bible that I can recall? Now, I could be wrong, but that I can recall who God said who is highly favored. You are highly favored and highly esteemed. He's a prophet, the prophet Daniel. When Daniel was praying, and the angel came to Daniel and said, Daniel, you who are highly favored and highly esteemed by the Lord. Think about that. God knew Mary before she was even in her mother's womb. He created her. He knew her. Mary must have been a very righteous young lady. Very devoted to God. 
Because it says, you're highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greetings this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to his son. You are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of the father David. And he will reign over his house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary and Hannah. Both of them. Highly favored by God. And you know what's amazing about both of these mothers is that their devoted love toward God, it's no wonder that God chose them. When you read their songs, when you, I'm going to read to you both Hannah's song and Mary's song. When you read their song, I want you to hear the wisdom, the love, the devotion that they have toward God. The dedication. I was amazed when I was reading their songs. And I was thinking, oh, these women were, were smart. They were blessed. And they loved the Lord. With all their heart. After Hannah gave up Samuel to Eli after she weaned him. And she took him to the temple and she gave him over to Eli. As she promised the Lord that she would do. She said this prayer. Which is Hannah's prayer. Hannah's song. My heart rejoices in the Lord. In the Lord my horn is lifted high. My mouth boasts over my enemies. For I delight in your deliverance. There is no one holy like the Lord. There is no one besides you. There is no rock like our God. Do not keep talking so proudly or let your mouth speak such arrogance. For the Lord is a God who knows. See, the Lord is the God who knows. We don't have to worry about a thing. We don't have to worry about what we're going through. We don't have to worry about persecution or stress or what people say about us. We don't have to worry about tomorrow because God knows. God is a God who knows. He knows everything you're going to go through. He knows everything you're going through. And he's got the path for you. He knows. Just like he knew about Hannah's. Situation. He knew that Echna's other wife was rubbing it in her nose. He knew her heart, what she wanted. 
He knew that she would also keep her word and dedicate her son back to the Lord. He knows all these things. He knows things we're going to do before we do it. And you know, when I read that, I think of my own son. The Lord God knows. The Lord God knows everything about me. He knows where my heart is. He knows where my heart should be. The Lord God knows where you should be. The bows of the warriors are broken, but those who stumble are armed with strength. For those who were full hire themselves out for food. But those who were hungry hunger no more. She who was barren has borne seven children, but she who's had many sons pines away. The Lord brings death and makes alive. He brings down to the grave and raises up. The Lord sends poverty and wealth. He humbles and he exalts. He raises the poor from the dust and he lifts the needy from his ash heap. He seats them with princes and has them inherit a throne of honor. For the foundations of the earth are the Lord's. Upon them he has set the world. He will guard the feet of his saints, but the wicked will be silenced in darkness. It is not by strength that one prevails. Those who oppose the Lord will be shattered. He will thunder against them from heaven. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. He will give strength to his king and exalt the horn he anoints. Then Elkanah went home to Ramah, but the boy ministered before the Lord under Eli the priest. It's amazing when you hear that. When you hear the wisdom of Hannah's prayer. Now listen to Mary's song or Mary's prayer. And there's so similarities. Mary said, my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servants. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to To generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham. And his descendants forever. Even as he has said to our fathers. Both of them. Full of wisdom. Full of great love. Toward God. Full of a devotion. Full of humbleness. These women were both humble. 
not proud, not seeking fame for themselves. Mary wasn't seeking to be blessed above all women, but God found her and he found favor in her. And Mary is highly blessed above all women. You know, that's the one thing I do honor and think is right that the Catholic Church does. Is they honor Mary the way Mary should be honored. You know? God favored Mary and honored Mary. The mother of Jesus, the mother of his son. Thank you, Lord. Hannah, Mary, Elizabeth, Ruth. There's another woman out there I'm thinking of. I can't remember her name. For the life of me. She saved the tribe of Israel. Somebody help me. Esther. Thank you. That's so funny because that was my grandmother's name. I should have remembered that. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Grandma. (laughs) Help me, Jesus. (laughs) Esther. Eve. Sarah. Sarah. Another blessed woman of God. All these mighty women of God. In the Word. All these examples of right living. I pray today that Lord God, that Lord, that you would just, Lord God, open our hearts to these examples of these mighty women. That Lord God, that us men would honor them and respect them as you've called us to and protect them and provide for them. And call them blessed and love them Lord God, help us to be more kind and loving and humble. Lord Jesus, as we go out from here today, Lord God, I pray that you would go before us, make straight our paths, that you would give us wise advice, that we would listen and pay attention to the women in our lives, Lord God, and that we would be a blessing to them. And that we would be a help to them, just as you have given them to us as a helpmate. You have given us wives, Lord God, as a helpmate. And mothers to glean from. And grandmothers. And mother-in-laws. And friends. Lord God, I pray. Lord God, that our ears will be open and our eyes will be open to hear the wisdom of the words. Lord God, help us. Help us all to die to ourselves and to live for you each day. Lord, I thank you and I praise you for your word. Lord, that it's true. And it's true that this is the most important book that we'll ever read in our lives. The Bible is the most important book. It's full of wisdom. It's full of love. It's full of grace and mercy and kindness and gentleness. Full of strength. Lord God, I praise you, and I thank you, Lord God, for your word. And I thank you for your son, Jesus, that made a way when there was no way, that you performed 
Lord God, a miracle there on the cross, and that we can take faith in him. And I praise you and thank you for this day, and I thank you, Lord God, for each woman here and the impact they've had on my life. And I pray, Lord God, that I would just give them the respect and honor, Lord God, that's due them. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Happy Mother's Day, ladies. And all you future mothers. Amen. Amen. All right. Praise.